Okay, we are live. Where are we starting at? Though? What? Where are we starting at? Um, start from the beginning again, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> hey guys, this is Casey. And this is Holly. And this is what? The Spook. Yeah, and like the third time we try to make this recorded, because it just doesn't want to work for us. We're going to get it this time, though. Holly's sick, and I'm having Wi-Fi issues because I live in the middle of nowhere. The, the one upside of living in town. Yeah, living in the country is nice until you want Wi-Fi. And then you don't have it. And Holly keeps freezing. Her face is all funky. And again, <laughs> no, yeah. you're okay now. <laughs> so we're gonna do a spooky Halloween episode about Samhain, which yeah. was a three-day ancient Celtic pagan festival. Yep, and Samhain and the basically just the whole history of Halloween. I'm making. Hand motions, even though I'm the only person that can see me, Casey, my animals. They probably oh, there are some big hand motions there. I can't help it. I talk with my hands. She really people does. Like, people like to make fun of me for it, but you know what? Not even gonna say anything. She just did that little snap, snap, snap move. Whatever. I can't help it. Okay. <sighs> I'm not going to say any, any specifics because I don't know if that person that laughed made from my hand motions over the weekend listened to this or not. Oh, and by the way, thank you all for listening so far. Yeah. Even if we had to gently bully you into listening, thank you. Yeah, we had to bully yeah, some people. I'm talking to you. Mom, dad, <laughs> I'm talking to you. Aunt Lori, Uncle Nick. <laughs> my oh, husband. Yeah. I don't think I've made Taylor listen to it. Jesse keeps saying, oh, I just don't have any time to listen to it. Okay. Whatever. What's he doing right now? Sitting on his butt? Or is he still at work? He's on the couch watching YouTube videos about a pool table. Ha! Huh. Sounds like he got some time there to me. Me too. He did say the production was really good. Anyways, guys, please continue to listen. Encourage your friend to listen. Actually, have some guys that work. Tell other guys that work to listen. So, thank you, Scott. Um, and please, for the love of God, leave us some reviews because yes. we need reviews. We want to know how we're doing. We so want far, feedback, the positive and the negative. Yeah, just be brutally honest, but don't be a bitch. Because we know that we're just beginning right now, but eventually we want to keep growing every episode and keep getting better and better. And we can't do that unless you guys help us out and let us know how we're doing. Yeah. So we're on, what, Anchor right now, Spotify, and supposedly we're on Google Play, but neither of us can get to pull up. Um, we're working on getting it. Working on getting it on Apple. My nose didn't want to cooperate there. Like, that. no, you're not saying that word. Eventually, we will be on Apple. So, Apple, watch out. 
So Holly, why don't you tell everyone what your favorite podcast right now? My favorite podcast is Red Handed and then Morbid because they're both awesome. And Red Handed is basically just a British version of Morbid. Love them. You guys should definitely listen to them. Yay, Morbid. What about you? Mine is, of course, Morbid. Like, Elena and Ash are awesome. If you haven't listened to them yet, go listen to them. They're probably, like, the best podcast I've listened to so far. I know. They're amazing. I love love their banter. So we're going to banter because we love to banter. So if anybody doesn't like our bantering, I'm sorry. Not sorry. You can go find a different podcast to listen to. And then my second favorite podcast would be Two Girls, One Ghost, because I love spooky shit. See, I'm more into, like, the true crime, gore and gristle and science-y thing. Supernatural stuff. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like that. Paranormal? Yeah. Oh, I love it, though. I mean, I I get freaked out about it, but I also love it, so... Yeah. Okay. So, let's dive into the history of Halloween. So, obviously, um, Halloween is celebrated every year on October 31st. So, Halloween is celebrated every October 31st, which is dun 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 tomorrow. Which is going to be the day that this is released. We haven't quite decided whether we're going to release this in the morning or the afternoon, but obviously, by the time you can listen, you'll know. Yeah, it depends how good we do with our editing, (laughs) because we have a lot to edit, because we've been recording for a long time, and we still haven't got it right yet. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Okay, Um, Halloween originated from the ancient Celtic festival, Samhain, um, where people would celebrate the Celtic New Year, because what Samhain was to them, they basically... How did their calendar system work again, Casey? Their calendar was divided into two halves, light and dark. And this was portrayed by two of their four annual fire festivals, because I guess they had four fire festivals total. So Samhain means summer's end in modern Irish. So that makes sense because summer's end, new year beginning... Yeah, so they're Celtic New Year. Um, the end of the summer for the Celts brought about the harvest and the beginning of winter, which winter for them was associated with human death. Not good. Um, oh, yeah, because back then, you know, winters were pretty rough. Yeah, they were long, cold, and dark, which sounds super depressing. They didn't have furnace- furnaces like us. They couldn't keep warm in our cozy houses. Yeah, and if they didn't leave their houses, they died because they hadn't got that get stuff they needed. Whereas yeah. us, we can just stay in our houses and order Kroger to drop off groceries and never have to leave the house. Not that I did that <laughs> last weekend or anything, but... Um, I still haven't done that yet. I need to try it out. It's awesome. I mean, it's a little weird, but it's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, they believe that on the night before the New Year, the veil between the world of the dead and the living became blurred. And that the ghost of the deceased could return to Earth on that night. 
Uh, they believe that the spirits would damage crops, cause general like mischief and spiritly trouble, and that the spirits, um, their presence made it easier for druids to make predictions. And these predictions were really important thing to these people. It helped them, it helped bring them comfort and stuff during the dark winters. So basically, it kind of kept them calm and at ease. Yeah. So I'm guessing most of the predictions were good things because I couldn't really find anything on that, but brought them comfort. Gotta be somewhat good, right? I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, if, don't get me wrong. We're morbid and stuff, but if you get comfort from dark things, you might want to go get that checked out. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but I mean, some people do because some people just like that shit. Yeah, but I mean, we like it to the point where you're getting comfort from it, though. Wouldn't that make you a sociopath? I'm not sure. (laughs) So to appease the spirits during this time, sacrifices were made, which was usually crops and animals. So they burned these in bonfires as protective measures from the evil beings and offerings were left out for other visiting (sighs) visiting spirits. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. (laughs) Hey, you sound better than me. So offerings were left out for other visiting spirits. Yeah, that sounds fun. I I mean, I want to on fire, but it's kind of cold outside. Yeah, I know. I'm going to make one tomorrow, but keep this shit up. I'm not going to leave my house tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, I talk about not leaving my house. Uh, for someone that's not home that often and also my bonfire is only with wood i'm not gonna burn any animals because that would make me cry oh (laughs) um anyway the the people would wear costumes during the bonfires because they felt like costumes help ward off the bad spirits like maybe help to guide them but the costumes Typically consisted of animal heads and skins, and then they would just kind of go to the bonfire, make sacrifices, and attempt to tell each other fortunes. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I want my fortune to be told. Or maybe not. I don't know. I could say, I don't, I don't know if I would. It could be a bad thing. Or it could be a good thing. Yeah, it could, it, it could go either way. Um, Yeah. Well, the practice of the fire festival evolved over time, mostly due to Christianity and the Catholic Church. Boo. Yeah, so religion got, well, I guess this was a Celtic religion, but the Catholic Church got involved and it changed the fire festival a lot. Yeah. um, Yeah, it did, and it kind of... That, I would like to know, like, what the original Stalin was like. I know. Um, according to Nicholas Rogers, author of Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night, stated that um, Stalin doesn't have a lot of information about it because there's limited sources due to the fact that the Catholic Church got involved and it got lost over time. Boo. <sighs> but yeah, once the church got involved, Halloween kind of formed into All Hallows Eve, 
which I like that name, All House Eve. I, I like it, but I don't at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> um, Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to celebrate all the saints in the eighth century. That day became known as All Saints Day, which is um real original there. Um, and they incorporated, they incorporated some tradition from Stalin. Therefore, the name All Hallows Eve for the evening before October 31st came about. Um, eventually, that name just got shortened into Halloween, and it eventually evolved into what we know it as now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so eventually, like, offerings of food and goods to protect themselves for spirits and ghosts became offerings of food and drink to the poor, which displayed generosity and goodwill. They also then played tricks and pranks to um, keep evil spirits away and spook them away. Ooh. Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah. I want to play some tricks. And some pranks. I do at work every day. <laughs> guys. Um, so in 43 AD, the Romans took, they took over a majority of Celtic territory. Two of their festivals kind of got combined with that one. The first was Feralia, which was a celebration in late October, where the path of the dead was commemorated. And the second was the day that honored Pamina, I think I'm saying those right. Sorry if I'm not. Um, she was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Her symbol is the apple, and that is how the tradition of bobbing for apples came into existence. Because Stalin and then the celebration of Pominage kind of collided and like. Have you ever bobbed for apples? Uh, yeah, I hated it. I don't, I don't think I ever have. I. 10 out of 10 wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I feel like your whole face would be covered in water. You'd be hitting your face against apples, and it just doesn't sound appealing to me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I had to do for fun back then, okay? (sighs) I guess it could be fun if you're really bored, but maybe not my thing. (laughs) Okay. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day to honor uh, to honor to honor the dead. Um to honor the dead. It had been speculated that the church invented that holiday to make a church sanctioned version of Samhain, which wouldn't that be like a copyright thing? I would think so. Um All Souls Day was basically celebrated the same way Samhain with bonfires celebration the costume just just like church sanctioned which lame means they took all the spook and fun out of it and we love spook and fun yeah i can't blow my nose again damn it oh holly's blowing her nose again so now that we have explained Samhain, i wanted to put in a fun fact about something kind of halloween it's all about black cats So, black cats are known for symbols of bad luck, which I think most people know that, even though black cats are adorable. And if you want to go adopt one, usually during Halloween, they run specials. That kind of sounds bad, run specials on animals. But usually on Halloween, 
The adoption fee to adopt a black cat is waived, and you can go and adopt one for free. So check out your local animal shelter because black kitties are amazing, and they're not bad luck. Black cats are used by many Halloween decorations. I even have a black cat Halloween decoration. I think I do somewhere. I don't remember where I put it. No, I don't have a I have a or, or raven. Never mind. I don't have a cat. Oh, ravens are cool, too. Anyway, the black cat's bad reputation dates back to the Dark Ages when witch hunts were common. Elderly women who were accused of witchcraft, and if they had a pet cat, the cat was also accused of witchcraft because they were known to be demonic animals that were given to the witch by the devil. Which okay. I feel like that's kind of far-fetched. Black cats are not demonic animals that were given to somebody by the devil himself well i mean let's be real though all cats are demonic yeah my cat likes to bite my hand or bite my arm while i'm sleeping my cat tried to suffocate me when i'm sleeping so cats are evil but cute and i don't think they're i don't think the devil sent them to us Another medieval myth told Satan turned himself into a cat himself when socializing with witches. Huh. I haven't heard that before. Our cats might be Satan, according to this medieval myth. That's okay. (laughs) But present time, black cats are not bad luck. And in Ireland, Scotland, and England, it's considered good luck for a black cat to cross your path. Here, considered bad luck. Right? Yeah, if they cross the road, it's bad luck if a black cat. But I've never had anything happen, so... Yeah, my neighbors have a black cat, and it walks in front of me almost every day. But then again, I get sick a lot, too, so maybe it really is bad luck. That could be. My mom has a black cat named Ollie. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, he's really cute. He has really bright green eyes. Oh, we'll have to put a picture of him on there. I will. He's a big baby. He's not Satan. Uh, okay. Um, do you have any other interesting facts about Halloween? I have one about the jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, let's hear that. Let's hear okay. it. Jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland. Turnips were actually used instead of pumpkins. Ew. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know why they used turnips instead of pumpkins, but that's what they originally used. How would you, I don't know. Uh, They have giant turnips, like big ones. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird too when I was writing down my notes. But supposedly... Um, jack-o'-lanterns are based on a legend about a man named Stingy Jack. <laughs> Stingy Jack repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. Which, I mean, that's a pretty good condition. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out for Mr. Jack here. When he died, Jack learned that heaven didn't want his soul either. So... <laughs> rejected. Yeah, so he pretty much just wandered the earth as a ghost forever. 
And then the devil gave Jack a lump of burning coal and a carved out turnip to light his way, which this, this created jack-o'-lanterns. So as times as time passed, locals began carving frightening faces into their own pumpkins to scare off evil spirits because of Mr. Stingy Jack, who has been wandering the earth forever. Nay. And now people are painting jack-o'-lanterns, which is cheating that you're painting, not freaking jack-o'-lanterns. It kind of takes the fun out of it, too, if you're just painting yeah. it. I mean, I can see painting a few, but yeah, you can't call it a jack-o'-lantern then, because it's not. Because a lantern literally, do you guys not know what a lantern is? It has light in it. But anyways, do you know how much Americans spend on candy annually each Halloween? I don't even want to know because I'm sure it's like millions of dollars. Try billions. Try billions. six billion dollars. Oh my lord. How do you even eat that much candy? I, I mean, have you seen the population of America anymore though? That's true. We have a very tall American, but we are a little chunky. We have a big issue here in America with our uh, junk food. <laughs> I eat lots of junk food. So. We, have a, we have a big issue when we're talking about chunky. I eat junk food because I'm living my best life. Okay, moving on from that. Um, so, how did Halloween come about in America? Well, originally, Halloween was extremely limited, like in the colonial New England area, because of religion. Again, religion ruining all the fun and other uh, Protestant beliefs. It was much more common in places like Maryland and the southern colonies. Um, the beliefs and customs of Native Americans and the different European groups meshed. It created its own type of Halloween like we know it now. Like, Americanized Halloween. Is <laughs> that like a question? American Halloween. Yeah, Americanized. Um, the first Halloween celebrations included public events to celebrate the harvest. They would have, they were called play parties. It sounds a little questionable, but okay, we'll go with that. I wonder um, why they named it play parties. I don't know if we want to know. Um, neighbors would share stories of the dead. They would tell each other fortune. They'd be dancing and singing and pranking and ghost stories, like just creepiness. Love it. Oh, I love ghost stories. Ghost stories are the best. I know. I actually got my copy of Gary Story Tone the Dark out, and I have it on my coffee table to read. Oh, yay. Hey, that was a good movie. If any of you yeah, haven't seen it, go see it. It's coming out on DVD soon, I think. Oh, really? I think. I could be wrong, but I think it is. But yeah, by um by the middle of the 19th century, autumn celebrations were more common, but not really as popular as they were in the European countries, or as they are today. By the second half of the century, the influx of new immigrants it really helped popular popular it really helped popularize Halloween as many of these immigrants were Celts fleeing from the Irish potato famine. Huh. Yeah. Potato. Yeah, have you never heard of that? No, I don't think I have. You have to look it up. They're, I guess their potato crap went bad, and that's obviously, people joke about that being like the main staple, but it actually was their main diet staple, and it was the potato crap being bad. It, it was just Two thumbs down. It was really bad. Right. Well, think about think about how m- much potato is involved with the food we eat now. Like, 
Almost everything we eat, there's something with a potato in it. I don't know, actually. I can't remember the last time I actually ate potatoes. What? You don't eat french fries? Not that often. Or you don't eat baked potatoes or fried potatoes or... <laughs> Not that often. Parsley potatoes like or mashed potatoes. I love potatoes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't eat them that often. I like them, but I just... It's been a while. I had one on my counter that I meant to cook, and then one day we looked at it and Taylor was like, what's this fuzzy thing on the counter? And I was like, eh. Don't think it's supposed to be fuzzy. You probably shouldn't be touching that with your bare hand. He's like, ew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> potatoes are not supposed to be fuzzy. Yeah. And it had it had a little thing sticking out of it. Oh, um, my God. It's been there for a while. Okay. Get pushed back behind the dog treats. But um, anyways, Halloween <laughs> did end up getting pared down by churches and media, which it, those things encourage them to people take Okay, during that sentence over. <laughs> Halloween did get pared down by Church of the Media, which they encouraged people to take what they considered to be frightening and morbid out of the celebrations in the late 1800s. And it caused the celebrations to lose a lot of the superstitious and Stalin esque tones by the beginning of the 20th century, which. Yeah. No more fortune telling. No more. Gore and gristle and spooky. No stuff. more dressing up as beasts with animal skins. Yeah, I'd probably be frowned upon today. Can you imagine what PETA would say? Yeah, I don't think they would like us taking real, actual animal skins and making it a costume. Well, I don't think they like, like Corella Deville. But Emma Stone played play. Emma Stone is playing Corella Deville, so she's okay. Yay! I'm gonna love that movie. I can't wait. Emma Stone's amazing, guys. I love her. But yes, um, as a result of that religion being lame, um, Halloween became a more secular holiday by the 1920s. Their main celebrations were parade and town-wide Halloween parties. The tradition of trick-or-treating was also revived around the 1950s to, um, it became just become a way for the entire community to share in on the celebrations. So that's when they started passing out candy. Yep. Which nowadays we have trunk and treat. Yeah, because people are super paranoid and think everybody wants to hurt their kids. Right. They Which think I don't people really like trunk or treat because it's kind of boring, but. Yeah. I just, I'm not passing out candy this year. Um, I can't pass out candy because I live in the middle of nowhere, and I don't know who I would pass out candy to besides the neighbor kids, which, yeah. There's, like, three kids, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I'm surrounded by children. I don't like children. I like my neighbor right next to us. I love their kids. They're super cute. That's about it. I like my dog. <laughs> my neighborhood. And my cat. Yep, I like my dogs. Great teddy bear! Okay, he's... <laughs> he's like, whatever, Mom. Cool, Titus. Love you too, dude. Okay. But, yeah, that's how Halloween evolved from Stalin. 
which I think is pretty cool because I never knew about Samhain until I started researching the origin of Halloween. Yeah, like I knew about Samhain. I just didn't really know what it was and how to pronounce it. I thought it pronounced like Samhain. That is super yeah, okay. It's so like super weird. Yeah. Samhain. It sounds like how it's spelled. Not even close. And we actually Googled this, so we're saying it correctly, I think. Googled it, YouTubed it. We're trying to pronounce our words a little bit better for you guys. Yeah. My nose nose is, like, duffed up. I can't pronounce, like, half my words right right now. We're going to get good at it eventually. I hope so. (laughs) We can dream, right? But, yeah, for this episode i got my information from the history.com channel and then the hearth witch off of youtube i got mine off of the amazing article by time.com and the spooky facts i got i got off of 13 halloween superstitions and traditions explained by miss remy milana Ooh, that's a name. Yes. I should really like that name. Remy. That's my dad's dog name. <laughs> we are going to try to get a full-length episode out to you guys over the weekend, but we're not going to tell you who's over, but we'll give you a little clue. What movie did he inspire, Casey? Scream? Yes! Scream! Let me tell you. About get morbid up in here. About get grisly and gory and morbid. This is a case that made me like cringe a little bit. It's a little yeah. gross. No, it so, made me cringe. Made me Holly cringe. You know, bad because she likes the gory shit. Gross stuff doesn't make me cringe. Yeah, and I'm the opposite. Well, I mean, not. I'm not really at the opposite because, like, blood and stuff doesn't bother me. But I don't really take interest. You're more like the paranormal. Yeah, I don't take interest into gory stuff, really. I mean, I like horror movies. But I'm not like, ooh, I love blood and I love guts. I want to see somebody's eyeball ripped out. No, not me. (laughs) I mean, I don't love blood and guts. If it's a horror movie, yeah, maybe I want to see an eyeball or two get ripped out. But you know what? It's a horror movie. <laughs> like, let's be real. Um, but yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for giving us this platform. I'm I'm so grateful that we can live, that we live in a time where we can do stuff like this and kind of be who we really are. Yes, because this is an amazing thing for Holly and I to do, and we're super excited about it. And and we are a judgment-free zone. Yes, we are. So, I don't know how many times when I was a kid, a kid in elementary school, I had people tell me I wasn't a good Christian girl, or I was too morbid to hang out with their kid because I would, I liked horror movies, and I remember one time a friend's mom, when I was ever at their house, was talking about how somebody she knew found a dead body. And I was, all, all I asked was, I wonder what it would be like to find a dead body. Curious little third grade me. And she's like, oh my god, that morbid blah, 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 blah. And I never went back over to that friend's house again. I was never invited back over, so. 
Damn, we're getting deep here. I was a quiet little girl. I kept to myself, guys. I'm not so quiet now. Yikes. This is, like I said, this is a judgment-free platform where, yeah, if you don't like what we talk about, don't follow us. Don't listen to us. Just don't say anything about it. But if you do like our podcast, then please like our Facebook page, like our Instagram, follow us on Spotify where you can find our episodes. Yeah, send us an email at whatthespookpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your morbid stories and your spooky stories. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, maybe we'll have a listener episode where we can tell your stories. Yeah, I would just listen to the morbid listener episode and I was like, what the heck? Right? It was like completely made up and I Googled it and it's actually real. I was like, what the shit? And yeah, some of them are pretty fucked up. Yeah, they we are. We really good for cussing on this episode. We what? We did really good for cussing. We didn't cuss that much. No, I mean, it's, I feel like it'd be disrespectful to the Stalin spirits. Yeah, I don't want to be haunted. Because oh, they said all sorts of nasty words back then. I don't feel comfortable repeating. Can my mom listen to this? Hee <laughs> Love you, yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. Just an FYI, guys. My mom is not a psychopath. <laughs> like, we kind of made, like, we kind of made her sound out. Like, kind of made her out to be in the, the first. introduction, yeah. And she did have help from Uncle Chuck, so... We're going to blame it all on him. <sighs> my mom was just the tallest, so she had to do the dirty deeds. <laughs> I, wait, is my dad the shortest? No, Uncle Zach. What? Oh, oh yeah, he is the shortest, shortest, right? Our parents are really short. Or, our, well, I guess my dad, not, but, like, the Burbas are really short. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty short people. The tallest one is, like, 5'7". I think Uncle Chuck's the tallest one, isn't he? I think so. Something like that. I know my dad isn't. I know Uncle Zach isn't. I know I'm not. I'm short as hell. Jeez, you're telling me. Short. Surprisingly, I'm not the shortest one in our friend group, though. So, yay. That's true. but... Thank you guys for listening. And stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah, tune in. Happy Samhain. <laughs> Happy Samhain, everybody. Happy Samhain. Bye. Bye.